is going on everyone welcome into another edition of cheers from the press box i'm your host brennan tassif joined as always by my good buddy and co-host mr joe dorville what's up man what's going on brennan how was your super wild card weekend uh i don't know if you saw the saturday game but it was fantastic uh wild was it super it was super wild card weekend we'll get into all of the nfl playoff stuff going on um and then we're also going to touch on the nba Coming up on the, uh, we're past the halfway point of the NBA season, and that snuck up quickly. Um, and then we does. will get into the quick hits where we will touch on some tertiary topics, give everyone the Prem League update, and then we will go straight into the press conference because we are going to have a very tight show today. But we're going to start it off the same way we do every week. Joe? Ready to return the opening kickoff. Perfect way to kick off. Now, we are in the playoffs, but I think all these games are kind of game of the week-ish, but not really. There's only one. There can only be one. There can True. only be one. Game of the week. Game of the week. Um, and that is the Los Angeles Chargers going into Duval County, Jacksonville, Florida, against the AFC South Division champ, Jaguars. My Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, Joe, did you watch this whole game? Uh, <laughs> funny question. No, I did not watch the entirety of this game. Um, the reason I ask is because for everyone listening, I don't know if you saw all the news or everything, but um, uh, Trevor Lawrence had four picks within the the first half. Three of them, I believe, were in the first quarter. They had a muffed punt um, in the second half before halftime, um, and it was second quarter before halftime. Yeah, second quarter. I'm sorry, and it was uh, yeah, it was twenty four to zero before things, or excuse me, twenty seven to zero before things started to to turn around. So a lot of people turned it off. Yeah, so I think at the third interception, I was like, okay, I've seen enough. And I just walked away from the game. I just, you know, dusted my hands off and said, you know what? You guys made a good run. It was fun while it lasted. but Playing you know, with house money. On to bigger and better things. You know, I, t- I, took a, I went out on a limb, you know. I said, but I said, you know, they're the most, they would be the most volatile team. And everything, I made great points, and they showed their volatility. And I was like, you know what? I'm out of here. I can enjoy a Saturday night with no more football. That's fine. But I continued to monitor the game. Yeah, so then they put a drive together at the end of the second quarter. Now, for everyone listening, I am a diehard Jags fan. There is a bar here in Midtown Manhattan, St. Pat's. Shout out to St. Pat's. That is a Jaguars bar. So I go there Saturday. I ended up getting the night off from work, moved some things around just because I wanted to see the game. And it was super busy at work. So the Jags mean a lot to me. Sacrificed a few hundred dollars to go watch this game. And by halfway through the first quarter, I was cursing everything. Why did I give up my shift tonight? It's going to be so busy at work. I can't believe I I I, uh, moved things around to watch this. I even was sending out the meme of because everyone, you know, we all love Trevor Lawrence, but I was even sending out the meme of Killmonger from uh, yeah. uh, Black Panther. This is your king. I was because I was upset because Trevor hadn't thrown a pick in the first quarter at all in his career, and he hadn't thrown a pick in the first half in like 220 attempts. So I was like, 
what what is going on? The first one got batted, and we're like, all right. But then by the second and third one, which was a clear pass interference on Asante Samuel Jr., I was, as Joe likes to say, I needed to change the scenery, needed mm. to change the locale. Got to switch it up. So yep. So by the fourth pick, I I was like, I'm out of here. The bar is three different levels, and everything was packed, and I already was uncomfortable being around that many people. And I was like, I need to go home. Like I can't. I get very angry, and I start like just screaming and yelling. I was like, I can't be around this many people. So I left, and Savannah works near there. So I was like, oh, she's almost done with work. Maybe I'll walk her home. So I went to her restaurant, and as I was waiting for her, I saw the muffed punt. And I Ooh. go, I'm f- – and I literally – I didn't even I, know about this muffed punt, by the way. Yeah, I was <laughs> standing in the bar waiting for her, and I was just watching the game kind of out of the – you know, from the back of the bar um, at her restaurant, and we muffed a punt, and they recovered. And I literally said to her, I said, I'll see you at home. And I turned around, and I stormed <laughs> out. And I walked home. And then when I got home, something interesting happened. It was 27 to 7 coming out of halftime. Mm. And I, as I've told you, as I've told the listeners, as I was texting everybody in different changes and discords and everything, this is a second half team. Moreover, it is a fourth quarter team. And I've been mm. saying that all year. Yeah. And I've got the fantasy stats to prove it because I have three Jags on my fantasy team. And I was always projected to Risky lose business. until <laughs> I was always projected to lose until after the one o'clock games finished, and then all of a sudden I was projected to win because in the fourth quarter, Trevor would normally light it up. So take us through when you started watching the game again. Uh, so monitoring the game, uh, I, look, I look back at some point, and it's 20 to 30. And I say, you know what? And the Jags have the ball, and I say, you know what? I'm popping back in. Oh, okay. Seems- so it wasn't even a couple of the score. It was no, like they had to no, come no, no, back. No, 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 and then I was like, like I, they had to be within striking distance. I was yeah. like, because I was like, I mean, at any point, you know, on like the first couple of scores, I was like, the Chargers could just score and this is, this is, it's it over. Put them out of their misery. But once it got to 20 and they had the ball, I was like, all right, let me pop back in. And Trevor Lawrence looked like, I mean, I don't want to make hyperbole, but. He, he looked like what people think Justin Herbert is. I was just about to say it. <laughs> That's nuts that you said that. I was literally thinking, oh, I'm going to sneak this in, and Joe's going to be like, oh, I, I, I was gonna I was going to say, like, one of the greats or something, but I was like, you know what? No, he looked like what people say Justin Herbert is. He clinically and surgically tore up that defense, went down the field, got the touchdown. Bosa goes mad. They then go for two. I didn't even notice Bosa went mad. I kinda, Bosa I kinda, blew it. I just saw they were going for two at that point. I was like, yeah, of course they're going for two. And then they replayed Bosa going mad. And I was like, oh, they got a penalty. I didn't even see the penalty. I don't know how. I missed that. But um, so once that happened, I'm, I'm sitting in. I'm sitting. Where are you at that point? Um, so Cause this, when is, we, this, is, this game is going to get the most broken down by us. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> for obvious so reasons. what ended up happening was um, so I, I come home. So all I missed, like I saw the muff punt. So all I missed was from the muff punt to halftime that that like set six minutes four minutes whatever it was and then i get home and i turn it on and I, at that point i did not stop watching it and so then in the second half we hold them because they get the ball back which was another thing where i was like this Oof. is fucking ridiculous um so they get the ball back but then we hold them to a three and out now i want to address something i am very much spoiled with that 2017 saxonville run because listening to all the pundits after the game, they're like, yeah, they just, you know, they pressured Justin Herbert and, you know, they got to him a few times and stuff. While I was watching that game, I was very much like, 
where the fuck is the pressure? Like everyone was saying we were getting pressure to him, but I didn't see it. And also, I'm not going to say I was right or wrong about Trayvon Walker, but didn't didn't I would lose him on the field constantly. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, you, yeah. like I see him that he's in the game and then the ball snapped and then all of a sudden he's on the backside of the play and he's not making an effort. But that's that's neither here nor there. I so we hold him to three and out and then Trevor goes down the field, like you said, and just a surgeon just boop, boop, boop. And then all of a sudden we score. And then I was like, oh, now we have ourselves a game <laughs> at 14. To, oh, not even 14. Was it 14? Yeah. OK. Because I don't know when they failed their uh, initial two-point attempt. Oh, that might have been – it might have been that one. It might have been third. No, it was 14. I remember, 14? yeah, cause, okay. um, because so we didn't go for two until the next one. Yeah. Up. Okay. And I was like uh, – yeah, that's how it ended up being 20, not 21. I uh, And at that point, I was like – because, again, I'll say it for the millionth time – be, knowing, following this team all season very closely and knowing how they operate in the second half of games, when they did the three, the three and out was more telling to me than the drive. But when mm. they did the three and out and then turned it, you know, turned it into a drive, I was like, oh, this is, there's still plenty of time left. Yeah. And all I kept thinking was the Chargers just can't score another touchdown. And you'll remember, I put it in the Discord at halftime. I said, as long as it's not 30 or more, that because that's insurmountable. Mm-hmm. I was like, as long as it's not thirty or more. And then going into the half, it was twenty-seven-seven. So, yeah. Yeah. what about you? When, when did you? You said at twenty thirty, you kind of logged back in and you were 20, watching. Twenty thirty, I got back in. They scored the touchdown. It's twenty-eight. Uh, yeah, it's twenty-eight thirty at that point. Um, and right then and there, I'm like, okay. So I miss. By the way, I miss uh, whatever field goal they went for. The field goal they got and the field goal they missed. So yeah. I missed that. Um, I pop back in. They score. Chargers have the ball. I'm like, okay. I mean, this is gut check time. What this is do you why got? we play the game. What do you got for me, Herbert? Because if you get a first down, effectively, if you get a first down, it's not over, but it makes it a lot tougher for the Jets. Yeah, for all intents and purposes. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah. It makes it a lot tougher because they have to get the ball back with as much time as humanly possible. First play, sack. I'm like, game's over. Yep. Right then and there. I as said, soon as game I, is I, I over. Thought the, I thought the exact same way. As soon as, because like I said, watching it, I was like, why the fuck can't we get any pressure? It seems like, because Herbert is weirdly mobile where he'll do that thing where he steps up into the pocket, but then he'll step to the side and then he'll yeah. kind of like, then he'll take off and you're like, what the fuck is going on? Um, he's elusive. And so that's, he played yeah, at Oregon. Yeah. He has some, you know, footwork to him. Yeah. But the thing I mean, is just from a defensive perspective when he's doing that and it feels like you're, Oh, not, it's nerve wracking. It, not nerve wracking. It's cause infuriating. <laughs> yeah. Because you're getting pressure technically, but because he's doing it so fluidly, you're like, we're not getting any pressure. Um, <laughs> And and so that was frustrating. We're not even disrupting when, him. Yeah, exactly. He's just like boop boop. But when we got that sack, I I said the exact same thing. I turned to Savannah and I was like, oh, this game is over. Yeah, they get the sack. I'm like, this is over. Then he throws the ball two yards to Austin Eckler. I'm like, that's not enough to get a first down. Yeah. And then they throw a ball like three yards short of the sticks again. And I'm like, what is your it was strategy like and four, here? And then yeah, they threw I'm like, it like what two is your yards. Strategy here, man. It, yeah, so then they punt it. Jags get the ball, and I'm like, "All right, Trevor, it, 
It's now or nothing. You've been clinical this yeah. entire time. And he it did it again. Now or nothing. They moved down the field very well. Then it's that fourth and one. They line up to go for it, get the timeout call. They go discuss it. And I'm like, all right, they're going to push him in the back. They got three guys in the back. This is like a super old this, formation. I'm when like, I saw that T, that wing T come out, I yeah. go, oh, it's QB sneak, and they're just going to shove Trevor in the back. Gonna sh- I was like, I don't know why they're playing as far back. Like when the Eagles do it, it's like more like a, it's like a kneel down yeah. uh, formation. So they're, they're almost closer. like right behind him. Yeah, yeah, they're like right there. I, was like, I, didn't, yeah, I didn't even catch that. I was I just was like, like, oh, here we go. business so far back. And they snap it. He turns around. I'm like, oh, this may be, this is dangerous. And I see, before I think Etienne gets it, you see the outside man lose contain because yep. they're going for the sneak. And Etienne just wraps around the defense. And I was like, Gutsy there by goes your game. I was like, Dougie Fresh pulling out the stops. This is the man who... I won't say called Philly special because Nick Foles actually walked over there and called it. But he approved the Philly special. So he has some cojones, as yeah. we like to say in South Florida and North Florida sometimes. You know, depending. Right neighborhood. Cojones. We'll right say it for Dougie Fresh. But, uh, yeah, so Travis Entia gets the first down. And at that point, I'm like, I don't know how good their kicker is, but I just hope to God he makes a field goal. Yeah, so the <laughs> final six drives – Excuse me, the final five drives, it was touchdown, four touchdowns. Touchdown, 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 field goal. Field goal. <laughs> yep, yeah. to win the game. Uh, I will say the last thing I'll say about this game is I did have a bad beat. I um, put a seven-leg parlay out there. Seven. Everything hit. I had, like, Chargers first half, Jags to win the game, Jags money line, all my yard, everything hit. Zay Jones, Evan Ingram, both anytime touchdowns. I stood to win $2,000 on a $5 bet. Oof. The only thing that was missing was Austin Eckler, 25-plus receiving yards. He oh, had 12. I missed I, somebody it by, else I know had that in a parlay. Seven-leg <laughs> parlay. I missed it by 13 yards from Austin. I honestly was like, kick this field goal, like, now. Like, kick it now and give him the ball back. Make it a real game. It's like, come on, Doug. Hilarious. Um, yeah. They, they it was get a great the game. Um, it was exciting. We called it. Uh, mm-hmm. The most dangerous thing is a, is a desperate Jags team. Um, because, again, as I said going into it, they didn't know they weren't supposed to be here. They believe that they were supposed to be here. Yeah, the whole motto of this whole season was it was always the Jags, so, especially when we started so well. So them not the Chargers not closing the door. And what I kept telling people after this game, I was like, okay, this game was a one-score game. But in order to do that, the Chargers needed four turnovers. Could they have sustained drives if they had to get the ball to 25 every time and it was a punt situation instead of four turnovers? I was like, this game could have been a bloodshed, (laughs) similar to the first time. Um, This is the fifth game in NFL history where the turnover margin was minus five and the team still won. Only the fifth time this has ever happened uh, because that muff punt also is considered a turnover. It it was insanity. And – a lot of people talk shit about Trevor, like, oh, maybe he's not this awesome prospect and stuff. I think coaching in the NFL has a lot to do with a lot. And I know there's certain sports where it doesn't. You know, sometimes you see in basketball where players can just take it over and it's like, you know, because it's it, one player can make such a big impact. But I think coaching has a lot to do with it. And I think Doug is a great coach. And you, to your credit, were sending me uh, screenshots of tweets and stuff like that. He's one of the only coaches with a high approval rating from the place that let him go. 
Like yeah. the, it's it's super high. It's so bizarre. So I sent you I sent you Darius Slay, and then I sent you a message like I've never seen a coach who was fired because that's the key word. The coach fired and have so much love from uh, fans because like me and Kyle both still like Doug. We have no bad words to say about Doug, um, and also the media like because I follow a lot of and I and it ends up in my feed a lot of Philly uh media members and all of them were happy for Doug all mm-hmm. of them were talking ravingly about Doug and it's like you never see this you never see the guy leave or the guy get kicked to the curb and in the moment people were like upset and whatever and then like a year removed Everybody's like so happy for Doug. Only Doug could have done. D- Doug does it's, a great job. It's like my gosh. It reminds me. Not it wasn't my situation, but I saw this from an outside perspective when I was in high school. When a kid's parents would get divorced, but then they they were like still like they were great at co-parenting. So they'd be like, "I'm so ha-. she." He found someone, and she is delightful. Like you'd, you'd go to their house for a holiday, and like the the dad the and the stepmom would be there yeah and you're like what the fuck and i've dated people before in the past where it's like their parents are still like really close even though they're broken and you're like, like well, what you the are f- civilized How yeah like what is <laughs> happening like if urban meyer came to jacksonville we'd probably oh, jump gosh, him in the street <laughs> but doug is still i mean i obviously he brought them a super bowl but he's yeah. still beloved in philly john slack say- the bartender at the stand my good buddy huge philly fan like tr- traditional philly guy like fuck off he loves doug he's like i'm i'm i hate the fact that we let him go but we like nick seriani now so yeah look i was i was i was i didn't think we should have let him go at all i had yeah. no issue with, with uh, what he did because what he did kind of was the domino effect that set everything up to where we are now but um i I was gonna say uh, you can even see in the uh, the the game where you guys came up to Philly, uh, mm-hmm. he got the standing O. Yep. I remember because I missed the beginning of the game. And you told me, yeah, he got a standing O and everything. And then at the end of the game, he's hugging all the players. Him and Jalen are fine. Uh, Jason Kelsey and him exchanged jersey and uh, sweatshirt or whatever. Like all the guys still love him. It was it, it was great to see when he went home, and it was great to see him get that win the other night. Um, now, flip side, the other coach, uh, Brandon Staley's obviously going to skate. We're, we're a couple days removed. And, yeah. Uh, the OC has been let go, and the passing game coordinator has been let go. Speaking of passing, 43 passes from Justin Herbert in a game where you were up 27-0 at one point. Yeah, they only ran the ball, what was it, seven times in the second half. In the seven second half. Seven times in the second half. Um, yeah, this was a dereliction of duty on top of the defense collapsing in a manner – Nothing makes me happier. Nothing. Asante Samuel Jr. talking all that shit. Like getting in everyone's face, waving to the crowd, shushing the crowd. Nothing makes me happier than what ha- how that game ended. I, oh, I wanted good. to screenshot everything and send it to him, but I was like, no, I'm better than that. But at the same time, I was like, the best way to talk shit is to beat your opponent. Well, it's one of those situations where he's going to walk away like, I did my job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, I did what I had to do. But he's from Florida, I believe. Cause I know his dad's oh, from like yeah, South Florida. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He and went, he to, went to, uh, to Florida State. Yeah. So it probably was one of those. You know, man, this is on. This is on y'all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, I um. Just last thing, uh, the the Chargers. Just the ownership there is too um, cheap. Frugal, yeah. To <laughs> uh, fire Staley, so they're gonna ride with him, but. Full credit to Staley. I don't think he's a head coach, but that defensive game plan in the first half was magnificent. Like he was, con- Trevor looked lost out there in the yeah. first half, which That's is not something thing. we say a lot about Trevor. 
he is a good defensive coordinator. Yeah, um, just not a great head coach. Not a not a not as good head coach. Because at some point, if you're a that head Mike coach Williams in that game, thing, man. you gotta you gotta just take the reins and be like, hey, what if we do? Run the damn ball. What yeah, we, what? Let's bleed some clock here at yeah. least. Like, run, as Mike Wilbon says, run the damn ball. <laughs> like, we're getting too cute. We're outsmarting ourselves. Like, we need to bleed some clock. We keep all those passes. That's what the people don't understand. Like, all those passes, if they're in completions, you're just stopping the clock. Yeah, it just stops it. Just so. free timeouts. We got to, <laughs> speaking of stopping the clock, we got to move on. Uh, uh, this was going to be the longest game. Yeah, for sure. New York Giants at Minnesota. You have been saying all year uh, Minnesota's a fraudulent team. I've been saying I don't really trust them. I wasn't going so far as to say fraudulent. I uh, believe you had this, Joe. Uh, the New York Giants beat the Minnesota Vikings. Sorry. They I did beat on the V. I was like, I usually hit the button, right? <laughs> um, we always do that. We're like, wait, button here? Yeah, button here. Uh yeah, you had this. The Minnesota Vikings uh, lose in the wild card matchup against everyone's darling for these playoffs, the New York Giants. Uh, which is starting to make – see, this is like the double-edged sword of like rooting for the Vikings to lose. It's like now I have to hear all these Giants. People all like speak profusely about the Giants, and I'm like, guys, like we – can we remember they're still not good either? Like these were two not yeah. good teams. These were two. This was the battle of one score, one score seasons. Like, this was the battle of one score seasons. Both these teams had winning records. Uh, obviously, the Vikings more so than the Giants, but almost all of their games that they won were by one score. Uh, yeah, like, there was no blowouts. There was no big victories. This this was the game of aberrations. Like yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, the Vikings. Look, the thing I had about the Vikings were their defense sucked. I wish I have. I wish um, I was one of these people who like loved themselves so much that they were on Twitch Live and everything and walking around streaming. Because I had a phone call with my brother prior to this game, and I said to him, he said, "I think the Vikings are going to win this game." I was like, "No," I was like, "The Vikings are going to lose this game," and you know why? Because for some reason. No, outside of the NFC, uh, NFC East, no defensive coordinator understands that Jan Daniel Jones can run the ball. I know. It's, it's, <laughs> I was watching this game, and I was like, spy the – you never think you're going to say that. And it's not only because of the – he just – he – he doesn't look he, athletic. If you just looks look like, at him, yeah. on his, if you just look at him on paper, just look well, at his like face. Josh Allen, and it's not even like a black or a white thing because Josh Allen looks athletic. It looks Justin huge, Herbert hulking, looks like, somewhat athletic. Daniel, Daniel Jones, Jones looks, looks like, like Eli Manning. Yeah, he <laughs> looks like some dude you'd meet at a bar who's talking all this shit about like, oh, I was play, I played in college, but he looks like me. <laughs> but um, so I was like. What they're going to do, I was like, Dayball, uh, and I said, Dayball's a very, very good offensive mind. Yeah. I said, the game player. plan going into this game is going to be reminiscent of the Nick Foles eagle run because Nick Foles also sneaky athletic, as people like to say. I was like, there's going to be a big lot dick of Nick. big dick Nick. I said, there's going to be a lot of boot option. There's going to be a lot of RPOs where Daniel Jones is going to keep it and run. And then I said, it's going to look a lot similar to last year's. Um, Last year's Buffalo team yep. where he's going to get out. And I said, I literally said, I was like, look, I forgot Darius Slayton was back. But I said, look, there's a couple of these Giants receivers who they, I don't think they're good, but they've been doing well these last couple of weeks. I was like, Isaiah Hodges has been doing well. And this Ricky James guy, every time I look up, he has a touchdown for them. 
So I was like, look out for those two names and Daniel Jones getting a lot of boot options. And what do you know? Exactly what I said. Exactly what I said. That defense from the Vikings is just so bad. They could not keep contained. They did not respect Daniel Jones' ability to run. Brennan, this game was so... Nowhere to be found. This game was so bad. Daniel Jones hit both the stats that he uh, that we have been tracking. yards passing and seventy five yard plus the exa- rushing. The exact stat that me and you have been tracking all year. Like, okay, is he going to run more? Is he going to pass more? Which one? He did both of them in this game. Yeah. I was like, that's how you know this defense was bad because <laughs> he can never do both at the same time. That's he yeah. Can't that's why we've been tracking. <laughs> What do you? Uh, we're gonna get to the playoff predictions later, but I'm glad that it sounds mean to say, but I'm glad Minnesota lost because I thought this team was fraudulent. Not no, I'm sorry. I thought this team wasn't as good as their record was all year. You flat out were like, no, this is this team is a fraud. But yeah, no, this team was a fraud. They had one player, they had one outstanding player, and the defensive game plan also. Let me say, shout out to Wing Martindale, get Kurt uncomfortable and. Just neutralize Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson reminds me a little bit of Doug Peterson, where just that style where it's like, this is what I do, and I'm going to keep fucking doing it. Because <laughs> Wink Martindale blitzes like 60% of the time, which is 40% higher than like any other coach in the NFL. But exactly. he's like, this is what we do. We play man and we blitz. We play man and we blitz. Zero coverage. Let's go. So and sometimes a it fun burns fact him. about but- that. I was about to say, a fun fact about that, I was listening to Dominic Fosworth and Mina Kime yesterday, actually. I didn't want to go into tangent, but you just walked me right into it. And they said, this year he's actually blitzing less, oh, but he's still getting counted as blitzes. Because what he's doing is, instead of, he's rushing four, but he's overloading one side. So the That's, stat tracker okay, yeah. is still picking it up as a blitz because he's stacking one side. But he'll bring a linebacker and drop a uh, drop an end and then bring a linebacker. Yeah, yeah so it so counts as a blitz. Yeah, he's actually I at the stats mixing it like, up. <laughs> okay. So then, yeah, so that does make sense. But he's still, he's a huge It's a variation guy. on an old trick of his, essentially. Yeah. So. yeah. And so, and it's interesting because much like Doug, where Doug, like, we went for it on fourth and seven in the first quarter. And I was like, fuck yeah, like, let's go. <laughs> let's do it. And then we gained two yards, and I go, that's that's why you don't go for it <laughs> on that. Uh, but Wink is the same way, where Wink is like, we bring pre- we bring pressure. That's yeah. what we do. And that's why those Baltimore defenses for so long were so formidable. But the problem is, as we all know, if you bring pressure and it doesn't get home, you're going to get burned. But they But this wasn't the quarterback that's going to burn you. Yeah, and they blanketed <laughs> Jefferson. They, and they blanketed, blanketed him. I think one catch in the entire second half. Um, so yeah, it, it was uh, it was a great it was a great game. It was a great yeah. game. It was back and forth. Offensively too, and nice. defensively. No, I meant it was a great game for the Giants. Offensively yeah. and defensively, uh, the Vikings defense just. I knew they were going to give up points. It was just how many points they were going to give up, and they gave up all of the points. Um, well, it wasn't as many as, as uh, it, this game could have gotten out of hand. Oh, a better team gets this game out of hand. Yeah. Like, that's how the Cowboys scored, like, 50 on them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, uh, so, yeah, I mean, what can you say for the Vikings season? Great job. Great first year out of Kevin O'Connell, you know, helping them get all those one-score I heard an interview with him a couple months ago, and it I – I hate to say it, but I think you this like team him? is fraudulent. I don't like Kirk, but he's he's like I him. like him. Yeah. I was gonna say, well the funny thing is like when the new uh GM came in, he was like, Yeah, I don't know if we're keeping Kirk. But had to keep him for at least one more year because of the deal yeah, he signed prior contract, to. Yeah. yeah, but um Kurt's not long for this job. 
And Kirk, I mean, Kirk, my biggest thing has always been Kirk is the fraud. That's the problem. Like, yeah. the talent is there. Kirk is the fraud. Kirk will revert into Kirk at some point. Yeah, and if you look at the pieces around him, Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, even Adam Thielen in his older age Hawkinson. is still a fantastic possession receiver in the red zone. Hawkinson's, you know, Hawkinson was a fucking, like, the sixth pick in the draft. Yeah. K.J. Osborne's been, I don't think he was the sixth pick in the draft, but... Uh, KJ Osborne's been had very good games. What was that random ass sound? Was this? I don't know. I that was you heard you, it too. Though. Yeah. Okay. I was like, man. I was like, is my building on fire? Which is happening. Hopefully that doesn't pick up. Um, but yeah, he was definitely not a six pick. Why did you do this to us? Now we have. Now we're both stopping what we're doing to try to find this out. Uh, wow, eighth overall. I was wrong. Jeez, did not realize it was the first. Yeah, you said you were technically <laughs> right, but you said it so vehemently. Like. <laughs> yeah. Did not realize he was the first round pick. Top 10 pick. Iowa getting a lot of love for the tight end position. Jesus. Christ. All right. You want to go on to uh, Miami Buffalo? Uh, Yeah. Last thing I'll say, you can't throw that ball short. You can't throw that ball can't. short. can't. You can't. You Check can't down. Ball short. All right. Moving on. Miami at Buffalo. A uh, couple things about this game. Two things I want to say. One. I was wrong. I thought this was going to be a bloodbath. I thought Buffalo was going to boat race Miami. Yeah. Uh, Skylar Thompson came in and looked competent. I'll say that. Yes. Uh, Great work. And obviously Mike McDaniel has a lot to do with that, the game plan and everything. Also, last thing, I want to say Josh Allen Whew. cannot outgrow these dumb fucking picks, man. <laughs> You're like, what are you looking at, dude? Yeah, um... And everyone said if they, if Miami had any chance to win this game, it was going to be because Josh Allen threw a couple of picks, and he did. And Miami, for a brief moment in time, was like winning this one. game. Looked yeah, they, second half, like that fumble hold recover. It up. Yeah, like, woo, twenty four. Woo, got looked kind of close there. A um, couple things I'll say on this one. I'm not going to pontificate long on this game because it doesn't really. I mean, I never really thought they were going to win it. Actually. Yeah. Um, but Miami's defense, you've seen flashes of good Miami defense. That was mm-hmm. one thing. Uh, and mind you, they've been out. They've been without Byron Jones for the entirety of the year. He's never played all year. Like, we knew he'd be missed the first couple of games, but he just never came back. Um, I think if they have Tua, more chance to win this game. Um, and I think another thing, uh, I have it on good authority, actually, that Jalen Waddle might have been out late night prior to. Uh-oh. And, South Florida sources. Uh, Juju Gotti from the Lepitard Show, uh, who went up to go see the Buffalo game. Um, and it kind of showed because there was a lot of passes where bounced off his hands. Like there was, Skylar Thompson actually looked better than I thought he would. And if he would have just got a little help from his receiving core, I think he would have actually – this game would have been a lot better. I mean, Jalen Waddle missed a few. He missed a couple – uh, plays as well, but there was like a near pick because Tyreek like stopped short on a route and could have went if he would have went the deep he was as supposed to go, the ball was right there. Um, you know, you, did you hear some of the talking points? No. Uh, after the game, Tyreek's hurt, man. Tyreek was playing hurt, and remember, I said two weeks ago man, when he I limped mean, off the field, is this going to be a thing where people are like, ah, Tyreek was hurt? I mean, everybody's hurt at this point, so that, that that's what I'm nothing. saying. It means nothing to me. Um, but on the uh, on the Josh Allen situation, uh, I think the best way to describe it is, as Dominique uh, Foxworth said earlier this season, he's Superman. You want him mm-hmm. to be Superman? He'll be Superman. The problem with being Superman is 
buildings will get destroyed. Oh, that's a great way to put it. <laughs> I never even thought of that. Yeah. Buildings will be destroyed. <clears throat> there will be turnovers that are inexplicable. There's going to be collateral no damage. Yeah. There's going to be de- collateral damage. That's the word. There's going to be collateral damage for asking him to be Superman. Yeah. That's a great way to put it. Um, Buffalo, uh, oh, you already have it on the rundown. We're going to get yeah, into all these yeah. games. I almost, I almost did the same thing. <laughs> all right, Battle of the NFC North. We had a lot of a lot of replays going on. Uh, Miami, Buffalo playing the same division. Uh, Baltimore, Cincinnati playing the same division. San Francisco, Seattle. So Baltimore at Cincinnati. Um, again, Lamar didn't play. Uh, there was talk that he he would play. Uh, some people would say he should play. Um, this is. Well, I was watching this game, and I don't know if I messaged this to you or if I just thought about it. But my first thought was, "Oh, Lamar's going to sit this out one because he wants to. He doesn't want to get Robert Griffin, where he came back too soon, and then he just his career was never the same. And two, I think he wants to show Baltimore like." You, this team ain't shit without me, this offense, because they've designed the whole offense around him. Yeah. But then Tyler Huntley played pretty well. Pretty well. I mean, it's good as Tyler Huntley can play. Um, yeah, and that, that, I mean, that, that Cincinnati was in jeopardy of losing this game until that uh, bizarre fourth and two QB sneak turned into a fumble. But yeah. Baltimore has something. If Lamar decides he's done with Baltimore, I think they have something with Tyler Huntley. I mean, he's young and he's barely had any reps. I don't think he ha- they have something. Um, I okay. think this game was a little bit of an aberration, and it was a result of two teams knowing each other very well yep. and Baltimore having a very good defense. Um, yeah, Roquan Smith, that trade is genius. Yeah, uh, and signing him, locking him up. Um, they just they lack talent. On offense, yeah. Offensively, they lack talent. Like, I'm looking at Demarcus Robinson, 49 yards receiving. J.K. Dobbins was a big receiver, 43 yards. Uh, like, just the name, Josh Oliver. Never even heard of that guy until the other day. Sammy He's Watkins end, on his right? 13th team. Uh, God, like, remember when Sammy Watkins came out of Clemson and everyone was like, this guy's Oh, everybody thought insane. he was going to be a guy. <laughs> yeah. God. And, yeah. Couldn't like, stay healthy in Buffalo, and now he's been on so many different teams. Like, I mean, they had a lot of good fortune the other night, but I just never anticipated them actually winning the game. I, I'm, I yeah, mean, I um, I I agree with you, but they, I mean, they look like they could win. They at made one a point. game out of it for yeah. sure. Yeah, and that, what I mean when I when I'm saying the Tyler Huntley thing, I think what I'm trying to to say is I don't think he's like an MVP level. He's definitely not as good as no. Lamar, but I think the way Harbaugh has engineered that offense, as long as the quarterback is somewhat athletic. Because that's how he engineered the offense was at for Lamar. So I think as long as the quarterback can, and he is nowhere near as athletic as Lamar, but as long as the quarterback can kind of get out of contain and move, I think that plays into that offense. But it's like you said, they don't have, they don't have any weapons, man. They don't like, have the pieces around it. I mean, you could say, I mean, if they have a cheaper contract, they can go get the pieces. They've had Lamar in his rookie deal for four years now. And they five still years, yeah. This five is the years, last year. Can't yeah. figure it out. Um yeah, it so, doesn't get any cheaper than the the deal Lamar was on. It's not. There's no changing that. So I mean, and Huntley probably will. His deal will come up faster, which is which is an issue. Yeah, because he's not a first round pick, so he doesn't get the extra year. So and then on top of that, I mean, we saw we saw what happened at the end of the last season with Huntley. Like last what four, five, six games. Yeah. After Lamar got hurt, and they went like one and something. 
Um, and this year they kind of treaded water going three and two or two and three uh, or three and two or two and one or however many games they had to get. But it's not – it's and it's not – I mean, this is this is just a fan perspective. It's not pretty. No. It's not it's as pretty ugly. as when Lamar is out there. Yeah. <laughs> Lamar – It's not as – yeah, it's not as ca- – it's like watching uh, – it's like watching the Dallas Mavericks where you're like, yeah, Luka's going off, but this is – or like Harden on those old Houston teams. Yeah, like, I yeah. I don't want to watch this. Yeah, yeah. I think I think Lamar is more Luka on Dallas. Like, okay, I don't love the heliocentricness, heliocentricness of this, but looks good. It, it's I mean, cool. Sky yeah. is great. But this guy the, is good at but this But Tyler game. Huntley, it is Harden like slogging through the mud and it's like, God Damn yeah. it, why are you got to fall down every time you shoot a three. <laughs> yeah, you got to do that every time you shoot. You got to fall down. Uh, uh, yeah, Baltimore. I the the Lamar thing's the biggest thing. I I know you've heard what I've heard, which is he's not he's done. But they they they, they have the franchise tag. The NFL is the hardest thing to get to free agency in uh, as far as the major sports. Tag, and now they're getting internal pressure. I would say players are starting to speak more. I think Marlon Humphreys said. Yo, everybody shut up about him going out there. Like he was limping he's been limping around the facility this entire time. Like this guy's yeah. legitimately hurt. This is not a ruse that he's trying to I play. think I don't <laughs> care what like I saw what Vic said and what uh who was it? Um Charles Woodson. It was Charles, Charles Woodson, Woodson said, Vic, yeah. And I can't remember the third I, person. I disagree wholeheartedly. As someone who watched the Robert Griffin thing very closely because my good buddy Alfred Morris was the tailback for that team, I Completely disagree with all of them. Lamar needs to do everything he needs to do to make sure he can play. There's a part of me that was kind of like, well, it's the playoffs. So I just thought, you know, to get to the level of the NFL, you have to have that competitive drive. I thought he would just be like, no, it's the fucking playoffs I'm playing. But I'd say the problem was, and this is a lot of, I think, some of his issue as well, and the teammates' issue is the team just kept saying, oh, he's week to week. It's day yeah. to day. It's week to week. It's not until he came on Twitter and was like, yeah. "No." Until like, he's I, like, "No." Like I have a grade two potential, grade three. Like it's unstable. Like this shit is this shit is bad. This is not as and we saw it. RG three, <laughs> the knee went, and then he tried to come back too early because of the playoffs, and the knee went again, and he was never the same. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it's like. The way they framed it, the way the the team framed the the injury in the media, it kind of seemed like, well, if he's if he's close to playing, obviously he's going to play in the playoffs. And it's yeah, like, they did no, that on purpose. Close. Too. They they did that on purpose to apply pressure to Lamar. Yeah. to come back for the playoffs. So, because they never gave a full injury report, that's why when he said everything, it's like, okay, all right. That's the shitty thing about, and we've talked about this before. That's the really shitty thing is. Obviously, the Ravens did that to apply pressure to Lamar to come back for the playoffs because they had a chance to make some noise in the playoffs. Um, knowing that Lamar, obviously, his deal was up, and if he were to re-injure that in, that injury they more seriously, goods. they well, they could just be like, "All right, yeah. we'll yeah, we'll sign you to five years, a hundred million, then because your yeah. your PCL is completely blown out." So it's super shitty on their part. I understand the fans' perspective, like, "What the fuck, man? It's the playoffs." But the great thing about having a young quarterback who's just now coming out of his rookie deal, if if you treat them right, you'll have them for ten more years. Like, yeah. you, you, there'll be other playoff opportunities. There'll be more windows. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right, let's do it. All right, the two quick ones, Brendan. We could get through these rapid fire. San Francisco beat Seattle. Seattle made it a game for a second there. For a first but, half, yeah. 
But uh, got to you got to do the second half, Seattle. As yeah, a Jaguars fan, full, I know this. Got to play a full sixty minutes. No, you don't even have to do that. Just don't. Ha- they had a great first half. You need to have a great second half, oh, not a first half. Saying. Second half. Get blown out in the first half and then come back for a more dramatic <laughs> victory. Uh, Brock Purdy does it again. I mean, seven and zero playoffs. Uh, I think six and zero. But um, I will say, looked a little shaky to start that game. He's going to have a game. He's going to have that game where he throws four picks and everyone's like, "What the fuck?" Like, I can't. I mean, look, you can see it all over his face. This season has been the peak annoying for me and my fandom. Just not just because my team looks like they're a well-oiled machine and they're right there, but the people in our way all have something that appears fraudulent to me and should be obvious to the naked eye, but one, they're getting away with it. Yep. <laughs> and then two, the media is making them like legitimate contenders. I heard a very funny thing today. Uh, they were talking about Brock Purdy. It was the ringer... Uh, and NFL people in the Nora Princiati and Steven Ruiz and uh, Steven Ruiz is not a believer in Brock Purdy and he's the one who does all the breakdowns for the ringer as far as quarterback rankings and stuff like that so he watches a lot of this all of it and uh, Nora asked she goes what happens if Brock Purdy wins the Super Bowl and he goes hey uh, other other game managing quarterbacks have won the Super Bowl he's still not the guy even if they win the Super Bowl and he goes 11 and 0 he's still not the guy I say, I mean, it, it's Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl. Brandon Johnson won a Super Bowl. I mean, He's not the guy. Brandon He's convinced Johnson. of it. Brad Johnson. Brad Johnson. Um, but yeah. So my thing is, he has to have the rookie game at some point. This looked like it early on. Like yeah. he was throwing passes right to linebackers and corners, and they just weren't grabbing them. Um, and then he was able to clean up his. He was able to clean up his shit after that. But um, yeah, it's gonna be a different game. See. It's going to be different once you see him get punched in the mouth. I think eventually he'll fold. Maybe this week, maybe next week. If he's, he's got a lot around. of confidence, too. Man. Um, has a lot of confidence. I mean, of course, you, you won six. He hasn't lost yet. <laughs> I know, but I'm saying as a seventh-round pick, you know, I mean, there we've seen first-rounders well, who've seen ghosts you, out on the field, and this guy's out there just slinging it. Like, I don't Did you see fuck. his quote uh, coming out of high no. school? Okay, What'd so he, he was coming out of high school, went on a visit to uh, Alabama, and Nick Saban, like, uh, said some stuff about him and then he went back to his coach and he was like yeah he said this 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 about me like as my weak points Sky hasn't watched me at all like those aren't my weak points like these are my weak points I know what my weak points are Sky hasn't watched me at all and his coach was like so you're gonna consider going there he's like no I'm gonna go somewhere and kick his ass every year <laughs> <laughs> and then he went to Iowa State nowhere near yeah, Alabama nowhere, near <laughs> nowhere near. don't have to play Alabama at all not touching but, the SEC at Iowa State but yeah um, yeah I mean Gino, San Francisco great rolls. Year. Great, Gino, year. great year. Comeback player of the year. San Francisco's defense is the, the real deal. The Legit. real deal. Legit. Um, but, yeah. Uh, again, though, again, and my biggest thing with this Brock Purdy thing is, if you look back at the five, six, seven games he's played, he has not played one good defense yet. Nope, not yet. He has not played one good defense yet. We'll get to that a little later. All right, we don't really have to talk too much about this. Dallas at Tampa Bay. Uh, Tom Brady will play next year. Will not be in Tampa, uh, but he will play next year. Wow, where you? So Miami. Oh, Miami? No, I don't think two is coming back. No, you don't think he's coming back at all? No, really? 
I think he's going to get, I think doctors are going to tell him exactly what's going to happen if he comes back. So he's going to take at least a year off. You can't have three concussions in two months, man. You can't, you can't do that. Okay. Well, Brennan laying down the law. Didn't even let me get to any of the conspiracies. Where do you, what, what do you think he's doing? I think he's gone. My thing is either him or Rogers are retiring. Okay. Because the only place to go is the Raiders. Yeah, that's a lot of people are saying that. Yeah, because I can't see any of them. I mean, realistically, I can't see any of them going to the Jets. I think that's Derek Carr locked and loaded. Yeah, I think the I only place they. I don't want know if Derek Carr will survive the uh, media in New York. And it doesn't matter, man. That defense, those Randy weapons. Johnson? I mean, come on, uh, Randy Johnson. What a what a what a. When he played what a World like, Series, eventually, for the Yankees. Yeah, really. Yeah, I, think I just remember so. he got into a fight with that uh, photographer, and someone filmed it. Well, that's because he wanted his job, Randy Johnson, now photographer. <laughs> um, <laughs> Dallas looked good, uh, not not great. Everyone is weird overreacting. To say. To I was about to say weird to say they looked good. No, everyone is. This is the typical wins the first Tampa round. Bay oh good. my god, they were awesome. a prime time game. They were there by themselves. Yeah, but Tampa Bay has looked bad all year. They were a losing team. This was not shocking. I Carolina Dallas, Panthers should have won that division. I thought Dallas was going to fold because they had just folded the week prior. So I was like, ooh, man. This was the one game I got wrong. I think every other game I hit uh, bet with me. You know, Don't put it on a parlay because you're going to lose your money because I'm going to be wrong eventually. But, you know, straight ups. Five, go, six. Straight ups. I mean, come on. All right, All right. real Moving quick. Moving on. Who you got? Jacksonville, Kansas City. I got Jacksonville. Who you wow, got? Wow, you are a maniac. I understand you have to have faith in your team, but uh, Kansas City. This is going to be a Kansas okay. City. Can't New have York those Giants. mistakes. Can't New York Giants mistakes. at Philly. Who you got? Uh, Philadelphia. Going to run right. Going to run shot on this team. I guess you got a root for your team. I've got the Giants. No, I'm just kidding. you got <laughs> Philly as well. I've got Philly going to the Super Bowl. Uh, Cincinnati at Buffalo. Cincinnati at Buffalo. I'm going Cincinnati here. Okay. Um, Joe Burrow doesn't turn it over as much as uh, as much as uh, Josh Allen. And I think, I mean, I thought Cincinnati was on pace to win that game the original time. So this is going to be the rematch. This is going to be interesting to see. Yeah, I've got um, – I want to say Cincinnati, but they lost their right tackle, their left tackle, and their right guard. Uh did not They're, know those things. Jesus. Yeah, I'm I'm taking Buffalo. Uh, oh, that was Cincinnati. another thing with the Minnesota game. Their entire offensive line went down. Yeah. Like, well, yes. Yeah, in, in that game, Cincinnati lost three of their starting offensive line. Damn. One of which wasn't even a starter. He was filling in for another injured player. Uh, so, yeah, I've got Buffalo in that. And then Dallas at San Francisco. Uh, Dallas at San Francisco. I, 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 this one has been, I've been thinking about this one for days. I think Dallas is going to win. Really? This is my boat race game. This San is Francisco's, your boat race game? Yeah, San Francisco is going to destroy See, Dak. my problem is I'm like, okay, what's going to be more annoying uh, uh, for a week? Because I have to deal with it for a week. Brock Purdy still undefeated and having to hear about that. And then their defense is very good. Or the Cowboys, who I'm far more confident the Eagles can beat. Far yeah. more confident the Eagles <laughs> well, just, can beat. And all the football we've watched over the years, um, our whole adult lives, even and it's going to be the first good defense he's going to see. 
That's so the the one thing I've been thinking of is what is the storyline that I think is going to play out? I think it's going to be oh my god, everyone's overreacting to Dallas. Then they're going to lose to San Francisco, and then everyone's going to put Brock Purdy on this pedestal, and then he's going to have that rookie game in the AFC or in the NFC Championship. That's exactly how I think it's going to play out. But I mean, I don't know. I could be wrong. Who knows? Maybe Dak gets there. But I think see the storyline I'm going for is at this point is NFC East amazing. The third rematch. The Eagles haven't played. The Eagles haven't been full, and the Cowboys haven't been full when they played each other this season. The Eagles beat Cooper Rush. The Cowboys beat Gardner Minshew. Hurts against Dak. Let's go. Let's that's go. Actually, that's a good. That that could do it. Yeah, that's a good storyline. <laughs> All right, let's move on. We are oh. now talking NBA. What were you gonna say, Joe? I cut you I off. forgot. I you know what happened to you me? You forgot that I was hosting. I did. <laughs> That's what happens when we do the football thing because we just kind of volley back and forth, and then all of a sudden, by the end of the football segment, we're like, "Wait, who's hosting?" Uh, NBA. I wanted to talk a couple things in the West. Uh, Memphis. First of all, I know we've brought this up a million times. I love Ja Morant. Uh, Those videos I see, and one of my now favorite I've liked- now favorite. that I've liked a couple, they are in my feed all the time. That dude just gives his shoes out to like everybody. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, I mean, funny as it's kept. I mean, that happens all the time. Every player does that just about. But but I, he has new shoes, so he's doing a lot. He's doing maybe a lot. it's because I just liked a couple of them. But like, there's fans that come in, and like the little boy is like crying, and yeah. this is like. And then I saw one where he gave a woman a tip, and she was like, she "Oh like yeah, freaked I out." Love that video. They're like yeah. at a Waffle House or something. Yeah, because yeah. she does that thing where she goes. She was like, "Aren't you?" I she know goes, you. <laughs> "Yeah." She goes, "Like you play, you play a sport or something. You play football." And he goes, "No, basketball." She goes, "Oh, like like that jaw kid, that jaw kid." <laughs> and then his agent or manager is like, "That is that jaw kid." And she was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> oh, um, so yeah, the Grizzlies are on the rise. Uh, who would have thought? Uh, what's his name from uh, New Zealand? Stephen Steve Adams. Adams? Re. I thought he was like 40. He's only like 29. Oh, he's, he's a kid. To- he's mm-hmm. totally reinvented his career after the Oklahoma City days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gone there. I mean, uh, half black. Shout out to him. Um, uh, not half black. Him and Mike McDaniel. Same guy. Yeah, pretty much. I, uh, I think it's, I believe his dad is indigenous to New Zealand. So one of those situations, not necessarily black. Uh, I don't think. Is it Maori in New Zealand as well? I can't remember. I don't um, know. I think that's Australia only, but I don't know. But, uh, yeah, no, Stephen Adams, good. Desmond Bain coming back, huge for this team. I mean, this team has been in that 1-2-3 range for quite some time, um, and they are on a 10-game tear, which just looks insane. And they're taking down some teams you would think is uh, good at this point uh, and teams we thought would be good. They just tore up the Phoenix Suns, who are now two games not two games, but two spots outside of the play-in. Um, Maori, yeah. Maori, nice, nailed it. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, there you got two ships passing in the night. Memphis is number two in the West right now, a half game outside of the Denver Nuggets, and the Phoenix Suns sit uh, a half a game out of the ten spot. Uh, and they're missing a lot of guys. I mean, Devin Booker's not there. I don't. Th- Chris is like in and out. Aiden, we've talked about that. Yeah, this uh, Chris like, Paul thing is uh, the Devin Booker Chris Paul thing is concerning because 
the whole point That's was, the tea. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, the whole point was, like, as long as Devin Booker's cooking, Chris Paul can kind of come in, run point, be the point god, and kind of put everybody where they need to be, but it's not so heavily reliant on Chris. And then when Devin goes out, Chris starts doing more, and then that forces him to get injured and to miss time and stuff. So it's like a chicken or the egg thing. Yeah, it's a cyclical thing at this point. Um, but, Brendan, do you know who's at the 10th spot right now? For the West? Yeah. I can't fucking believe it. It's the Oklahoma City. <laughs> believe this team it. Believe that put, it. put their second pick on the bench this season to try and tank for Wembenyama. Bench, he got hurt in well, uh, you know what I mean. Like it, league thingy. He like twisted his ankle, and they're like, shut him down for the season. Uh, well, he's like he weighs like 120 pounds. So. Yeah, no, it was a foot thing, and he's seven feet tall, and he weigh, only weighs like 140 pounds. So yeah. I understand what they were doing. But his ankle is like a huge problem. That's like a third of his body. <laughs> yeah, on those big there. guys, that yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. But um, also. I I want to say this because this is a point I heard and it makes a lot of sense to me. Sam Presti is a very good GM. Everyone would say that, but he is also responsible for one of the before the Gobert trade, one of the worst trades in NBA history with the Harden thing, and also he is. Nah, that's a lot of hindsight. Yeah, but but and then even more recently, like he makes all these trades and he always looks like a genius, but he's been rebuilding this team longer than. Uh, What's his name was doing in Philadelphia? Uh, I would not say. Uh, now we're gonna have the same Presti debate. You have a hard out, sir. Um, we, we'll, we'll save it. We'll save the it. Hard, the hard. The no, I, I still can, have I, a whole half. I, of I the can season wrap it up left. quick. I can wrap it okay. up quick. Uh, the Harden situation is uh, hindsight because nobody thought he would be when he went to Houston. It'd be like okay, he'd be good, but nobody thought he'd end up being like MVP level player. No one had that. No Except one, me, because on NBA 2K, I would always put Harden in as the starting point guard and move Russ to two. Yeah, but again, he he was on a team with Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook, so yeah. he wouldn't have to do as much work. Um, and my big thing about Harden is a lot of that is usage, uh, smoke and mirrors. Harden doesn't become Harden if he's still on that team because yeah, he doesn't have the exactly. ball enough. It's yeah. a lot of smoke and mirrors. Harden could never do what he did on that team. Smoke and mirrors, one of Harden's favorite strip clubs to go to. Uh, <laughs> and then, okay, so the Sam Presti doing the quote-unquote process longer, I don't think so because, no, nah, I don't think so. Literally not true because he had those rush years where they were making the postseason, made the trade for uh, Paul George, and then once the Paul, it was once Paul George demanded the trade to Los Angeles, and Russ wasn't going to stay. Then they had to make a pivot. But even after that, that's true. Even after that is when Chris Paul went there, and they made the postseason in the bubble year. So that's what we're two seasons removed from them just being in the postseason. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. I just it just seems with all these. Now they have a ton of picks. It's it's the picks that are confusing us because they have like thirty picks for the next yeah. twenty years. And I think a lot of it has to do with when KD left. I I immediately just was like, oh, they're in rebuild mode. But you're absolutely right. I mean, Russell dragged them to the playoffs a couple years, and then the other two years ago they were in the play. Yeah. So you yeah. are right. I just in my head it was like, oh, once KD left, they've been rebuilding ever since. But that's not the case. It's not the case. They've been just they've somehow been able to acquire assets while. Uh, unloading some players and they make make the play in this year and it's all because let's say his name folks Shea Gilgis, Gilgis Alex Alexander. Alexander 
This kid has been on a tear. He's averaging over 30 points a game. Shout out to Josh Giddy also from down under, uh, who's averaging 16 and 8. And Lou Dort, the Haitian, uh, the Haitian assassin, uh, uh, Lou Dort himself. Uh, those three guys right there. And then you add in, uh, I can't remember the kid's name at all. Chet Hanks? No, not Chet Hanks. No, Chet, not Chet Hanks. Chet Holgram. Chet Holgram. Uh, you add him in next year. Uh, who's a versatile player. And, I mean, Brendan, the thing is, they have all those picks. They could still end up in the Wenmenyama. No matter what, they're still in the Wenmenyama. Uh, yeah, if they end up with Wenmenyama, that's going to be insanity. Yeah, so uh, Presti doing a heck of a job. Let's just heck of that. a job. Uh, Bron Bron breaks 38,000. Is that points? 38,000 points, yes. Um, the youngest player to do it. I mean, he's right there. Next month, he's projected to uh, eclipse Will. He is 38 years old. He's played seven games at the age of 38. Has had two forty, two or three 40 plus games, and he's like two or three games from passing. How many times Jordan did it? That's nuts. And he does not show any signs of letting up. This guy still appears to be. I do want to ask you on that level. On that point, do you think he is at still at his apex, or do you think he's come down and he can just do it every once in a while now? Now the thing is, what do we consider his apex? Can he carry dragging those Cleveland? We teams know to the he finals. cannot. We know okay. he cannot do that anymore. Um, but can he be on a good team where he's not the focal point, which is what's supposed to be happening right now? Second best player on a team, yeah. I think he could. Um, I don't think it. He'd have to be with someone a little more consistent, someone who is not actually a big. I think a team that is not this Dame. team. If he, if I, I, he'll never go to Portland, uh, and Dame no, would but, never ask for a trade, but I think that would work. That makes more sense. I don't think Dame's going to have to ask for it. I think Portland sees the writing on the wall. Well, you would have thought they would have saw the writing on the wall going into this season after they traded CJ last year, but they decided we're going to just – Tinker and retool and try. Do you it again. think if they go to Dame and say, "Hey," because Dame loves that city and they love him, so they would be seen as villains if they got rid of him. But if they go to Dame and say, "Hey, you have an opportunity to make the finals if we put you on this team, and we need the assets." Because the reason I ask is because for those of you listening, the Lakers have a first round twenty-seven and a first round twenty-nine, um, and that's enough time away to where they're probably going to be garbage because they traded away all their picks go leading up to that for Anthony Davis. So those are prime real estate as far as assets. So do you think if the Lakers say, hey, we'll give you the, the 27 and the 29 first round pick when they're going to be garbage and they're going to be worth something for Dame, do you think th that Portland goes to Dame and says, you could win a championship. You're going to be with the greatest player. Well, the problem would be they'd also have to match Dame's money. Okay. Yeah, that's true. And they don't have that. They don't. Uh, I don't. They'd think, have to get rid of half their roster to do. I that. don't think Russ. Well, I mean, you could get rid of Russ, but is Portland like, yeah, we'll take on another year of Russell Westbrook? I mean, for the. I mean, if you're going to bottom out anyway, uh, but that's the problem is sometimes Russ will drag your ass to the postseason whether you so, want to or not. I don't think you could do it in this West, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, they've had better trades on the table uh, for things that could help them in the immediate. Uh, well, not better trades, uh, more favorable trades to yeah. them. Um, All right. Well, I just wanted I wanted to get your opinion on that. Let's 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 head over to the quick hits. All right, we got to hit these quick. And you'd be surprised how quick. Quick, Mayman hits quick hit. 
Joe, do you have anything on the NHL I have not been watching because of so much playoff football? Uh, I've been keeping tabs. I know in the last two games that the Panthers played, 1-1, 1-1 big, and then lost last night in overtime to the Maple Leafs. What they've been doing all year. <laughs> win, lose, win, lose, 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 win, win. Yeah. Um, WNBA offseason moves. You put this in here, so I'm assuming something happened. Yeah, there was a big trade. The uh, Connecticut Sun have kind of been cleaning house. Um, Kurt Miller has left and gone to, I think he's now coaching. They they uh, were just in the finals, weren't they? They were. Uh, Kurt Miller left the coach who had been there for quite some time. Left, and now he's the Sparks head coach, I want to say. But they've traded Jonquil Jones, their MVP from two years ago. Uh, She is now on the Liberty um, in a three-team deal, she's on the Liberty with Sabrina Inescu, and that's my Bernard girl from uh, Notre Dame, right? Not Notre Dame, oh, Oregon, Oregon, uh, and Bernard, green and yellow. Bernardellini still there, so that team is going to be stacked. Um, and they also traded their longtime point guard Jasmine Thomas, um, so it's going to be interesting. Uh, they're obviously in rebuild mode, but New York is going to be a very, very fun team to watch this upcoming season. All and right. last, but not least. We need Brett to get is, a sounder for this, like some trumpets. Eventually, I do need to get a sounder for it, but God damn it. I'm Premier League, full on update. Worked so hard. Uh, I know. The Prem, uh, full on. Uh, look, I'm not even, I don't even care about the loss we just had. I mean, I care, but. It was heartbreaking. 89th it was heartbreaking. minute. 89th minute. Mitro missed a, uh, uh, he slipped on a pen earlier in the game. Um, we're going to have to get him off pens. This is like the second he's missed in a row. Uh, second, like he's like 50-50 on pens since he's gotten to Fulham. So he doesn't, he's not clinical. He doesn't get him in the back of the net. But more importantly, we beat our neighbors down the road. Our bitter blood rivals. The team, we hadn't beat them in 16 years, Brennan. And this Chelsea. is only the third time we've ever beat them in any play. Che- uh, not any player. I think just at the, the elite level. Chelsea has been top. falling apart this season, though, haven't they? Chelsea has been falling apart this season. Um, but, yeah, Fulham was able to beat Chelsea, their rivals in the southwest London, 6th uh, six, six division. You know, you know all, that good stat, all that good jazz. Um, but, yeah, Chelsea has been falling apart it's from injuries, from the coaching situation. They've changed coaches, and now this coach has won one game in nine attempts. Um They've had a lot of draws and a loss to full. Uh, and, yeah, they, they look bad. But they brought the, the, the sad thing about it is, and I'm not sad about it, but they brought in, they made a record signing for João Felix, who is one of the strikers for Portugal. He was playing over in the Spanish League. Made a record signing for him. He looked phenomenal. Brennan, okay. when I tell you, he looked unstoppable in that game. Only... Only because of our back line was able to hold up and Burt Leno was able to do well in goal were we able to stop him from scoring like five goals because he had like five attempts. Um, but we were able to neutralize them all. And he looked fantastic. And then he went studs up on Kenny Tete and got a red card, sent off, going to be suspended for at least two to three games. Which Jesus. includes the reverse match for versus Chelsea again. So, damn, that sucked. 
And a bad season gets worse for Chelsea instantly. Like, damn, you yeah. made this record well, sign. And now they're still, it's so interesting how they're like, oh, it's like a terrible season for Chelsea. They're in the middle of the pack. They're yeah. nowhere near relegation. But their, their team would, I mean, they're what, two years removed from winning a Champions League? Yeah, then they've got a lot so, of money invested in that team. A like a lot. A lot of money. They just got new ownership. God, that's nuts. All right, yeah. let's do the press conference. And we'll bring you the press conference in its entirety. Let them know where they can find you, Joe. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Dorver. You can find my website, JoeDorver.com. You can check out this show's Twitter and Instagram at King Press. Don't forget, over, don't forget to head over to Anulo.co to check out all the other shows on the network. Who does a pod? We did Lay Miz. Very good, actually. Phenomenal. Um... And a new low, uh, the head show. So, Brennan, go ahead. Um, at Brennan T Comedy on all social media, BrennanTComedy.com. Check out the one man show uh, premiering in New York City in Manhattan at the Producers Club on January 30th, 6.30 and 8.30, live taping showtimes. And check out my other podcast, Brennan Tessif is your ex-drinking buddy. I guess on and they talk about their best and worst drinking drug party and getting in trouble stories. Boom. That's it. Nothing? You don't have another podcast? Oh, no, not yet. Um, oh. And that's going to be all for us, folks. Thank you all for right. tuning in. Tune in next week. And remember, that's why we play the game. Hello. Hello. I'm supposed to say, Brennan, let's get out of here because you got something to do with a hard out. And that's what we say. And that's why we play the game. Hello. Hello. You shout out Doug Peterson. Dougie Fresh taking us to the Super Bowl this year. Baby, baby. Don't know about all that. Do your Dougie, though.